Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Smart Bird Podcast. I am your still stopped up, hopefully for the last time, because I recorded two episodes in two days, host Perry. Uh, and with me this week is our remote co-host for the week, Adam Terry. What's up, man? How's it going? I you just weren't going to say anything. Sorry. <laughs> Which made for good Zoom content, I guess. But, you know... If I'm just no one chatting, will ever know. If I'm just chatting with myself, there was a period this week where I was like, Swan can't record, Adam can't record until Tuesday or Wednesday. You know, what am I going to do for this week? And I was like, maybe I'll just try doing one where it's just me talking for an hour. I was like, I want to do that. I, <laughs> I don't know what I would say for that long. It would it'd be bad. So who's who's going to listen to that? Like Lucy doesn't even want to listen to that. She doesn't want to listen to podcasts at all. Well, I just meet you. I know she doesn't want to listen to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love her. Hey. Love the, love the kid. Oh, we've, I love, I love my little family. Yeah. I had my first ever father's day this past Sunday. How'd that go? It was awful. awful. <laughs> we, we were driving home. We were driving home from vacation or from the beach, I guess. I, I wasn't really vacationing. I was, working the entire time um but we we had driven we drove like 12 hours the day before and then another four hours on uh on sunday and so i just it it wasn't that bad it was just i was tired and i was kind of grumpy and you know just wanted to like relax and we're still going at 90 miles an hour not down the highway but you know what i mean it's unsafe yeah, don't do that. Don't drive 90 miles an hour. I don't know why I'm looking at the camera. Maybe this one's not <laughs> going to get released to YouTube either. Uh, speaking of YouTube, <clears throat> I am assuming, uh, because I gave myself the time frame, uh, that the second video, uh, second produced episode is out at the moment on YouTube.com slash This Is My Bourbon Podcast. Uh, and it is a video where I examine why Rare Breed could be considered the best value in bourbon. So if you would like to go check that out, uh, please do so. Subscribe. We're getting closer and closer to a 1,000 subs, uh, which is crazy awesome. And I'm at the point where, like, I'm tired of talking about it. So if we could just do it and get it over with, it would be spectacular so that <laughs> we can move on to me complaining about not being at 2,000. <laughs> I have an idea. How about we do a giveaway at a thousand? I think that's a great idea. What, uh, I mean, that's the that's the plan right now. Yeah, I haven't figured out exactly. I think I said what it was on last week's uh, live stream or a couple weeks ago. Um, but I will have done a giveaway for nine hundred subs as well um, by the time this episode comes out. So nice, wacky timelines, man. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, but also, if you are new here. Uh, thank you so much. If you're returning, thank you so much as well. Hope you're doing great. Uh, and if you have not yet, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a rating and review in the uh, Podcatcher app of your choice. We do see those. It is a great help for the show. Gets us in front of more people who search for bourbon on their uh, Podcatcher app. So, and tell your friends about it. All that good stuff. And patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. Little as a dollar a month. Support the show. Anyway, we got... Fine blind, kind of, but it's going to take up like the entire show. So we're going to we're going to just kind of cut and paste where where it would normally go to a little bit later. 
And so now I'm going to ask you, Adam, uh, what have you been drinking recently? Uh, so I've been drinking a lot of Weller 107. Sorry for those that can't find it. Um, <laughs> I am kind of prepping my palate a little bit. We we have a Maker's Mark Private Select Pick coming up soon. So uh, I know it's not exactly the same, um, but that's kind of my my goal is to try and find something that's similar to Antique 107. Kind of hits those fruity, sweet, uh, maybe a little apple-y notes that I, I like. And uh, if we can't find anything like that, then I don't know. Maybe we'll find something weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, 107. I, I don't think that I've ever had a maker's private select that is close in palette to Antique 107. I just, I've, I've just not seen it in my experience. I totally agree. I actually got the idea from our mutual friend uh, Tarek down at Elixir. Mm-hmm. He used to do this really interesting, I'll say, trick where someone would come in and ask for Weller. He'd have a sample bottle and he'd pour some out and go, oh, yeah, I love it. Can I get one of those? He goes, sure. That's actually my Maker's Mark private select pick. It's not Maker's or it's not uh, Weller. That's so cool. Yeah. That's a great great idea. It was a great idea. He he actually had both. He'd have a bottle full of a Weller bottle full of Maker's and a Maker's bottle full of Weller. He'd also side by side and blind people. And he, he said like nine times out of 10, somebody would choose the Weller because they saw the bottle. Yeah. Uh, when in fact they were liking the makers. It's dirty. So, it's dirty, Tarek. I like it. <laughs> I like it too. That's, that's perfect. Everybody gets, it doesn't always. So, you know, if you know Tarek or as many people call him Tarak, um, there's the jury's still out on how to pronounce his name, which is not true because he, he, knows how his name's pronounced um but for anybody who has never uh been to rocked uh at elixir it's an experience to have man of just going hey i would love to try something and he says okay how about that and eight thousand other bottles on top of it and it's a great time but you can't do it for a long time That's exactly right. You've got to either come with a designated driver or be prepared to go next door and get some pizza or some McDonald's and chill out for about an hour because it is a fun experience. You will leave with something uh, in your wallet or uh, in your bag, rather. Nothing nothing in your wallet. (laughs) Nothing in your wallet. No, you will buy something from that store guaranteed, but uh, it's always a good time. I always have a good time down there. I do too. I I want to... You know, of course, I missed out on it during 2020, but I, I need to just make a trip down to uh, to Franklin and well, the Franklin area to see you and see everybody over there to the podcast guys. Go see Tark. Ugh, go see podcast. What the heck, man? I don't know. It just smells kind of greasy. I saw. I, <laughs> I have to see John Edwards too. Anyway. <laughs> I do love some John Edwards. Also love some Zeke. Zeke's, uh, Zeke and I have been talking a little bit lately about nice. bullet. They recently picked a bullet barrel, so uh, we've been talking about doing a bullet barrel kind of uh, uh, with my group, and Zeke was giving me some good pointers on that. Um, uh, We'll talk about it off air. I had a thought. We'll talk about it off air. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't really have anything too new because – I am literally coming off another day of recording. So uh, if you've not listened to last week's episode yet, uh, Chad of It's Bourbon Night and I 
reviewed uh, the single cask nation turkey uh, warehouse G pick and good stuff, how, man. How was it? It's spectacular. It's really great. I think that there is something to be said. And um, if you've listened to the episode already, by the time this one comes out, um, I'm retreading a little bit of ground, but there is something about the spectacle of it that it's just a, a it's basically a barrel proof warehouse G Russell's pick, you know, but where else can you get that? You know, I mean, it's a, it's a hundred dollars. So it's not the cheapest thing in the world, but at the same time, like it's, it's so cool to be able to own a bottle of that and, and to share it. I cracked it open on father's day with my dad and my father-in-law. Um, cause, uh, you know, it's, it's a product made by a father son team. So it's just, it's perfect, you know? Uh, but anyway, it's a great bottle. I really, really enjoyed it. I also got to try Chad and Sarah's uh, four gate pick, Ooh. the the rye, uh, which is night and day compared to <laughs> a wild turkey single barrel. Um, I was not prepared for the mint explosion that I had when I drank that that rye whiskey. It's really good, but I just was not ready for it at all. And um, I, they've still got some too. So if you're not an It's Bourbon Night patron and you want a, a bottle that they picked themselves, go and check that out. Patreon.com slash It's Bourbon Night. Nice plug. I like that. Yeah. It's good friends. You know, you got support. Boys support yeah. boys, man. You and know? girls and girls. Girls can be boys. Well, we're going to edit this out for sure. Later. That's not what I meant. <laughs> for, for me, you know, support everybody. Love Clifton. Love uh, uh, It's Bourbon Night, Chad and Sarah. Love you guys. Yeah, of course. You know, a rising tide lifts all boats. Yep. And, and what's really cool is that I think over the past year, we have seen the, the whiskey tube community just grow tighter and tighter and tighter. I mean, it, it's, it's so funny how often I talk to people in that community now i mean like almost daily pretty much and before it i was just kind of like floating along i was like yeah i do my live stream and i upload my podcast to youtube but now i feel i mean you know and part of that's the advent of me doing produced content for youtube but i uh, i i'm i'm just very happy to be a part of that that group of people and uh maybe next year i'll get to go to the bastards ball my invite must have gotten lost in the mail. Yeah, I think your owl got lost. <laughs> it's fine. I'm not. I'm. I'm really not salty about that at all. I. I doubt they even know who I am. So, doesn't matter. Anyway, so you, a few months ago, Adam Terry, I say a few months ago. I'm talking like last year, a few months ago, gave me and Swan, and I'm not drinking all of these. I'm not drinking every one of these in total so that Swan can have some of them as well. Uh, and you specifically said to him no less than two times, don't let Perry Bogart all the samples. So I'm trying to abide by your one wish and leaving at least half for him to try out of all of these. But so you gave me this box and it was six different sample sets. Uh, and we're going we're to do the first sample set each set is of a different variety of distilled spirits. 
Uh, and the reason I say that is because it's not all whiskey. Uh, there's some that is brandy, right? Um, is that the only one that's not a whiskey? Yeah, so uh, basically you have six sets of six samples. Yep. Say that six times fast. Uh, set to six, sample six, sample six, sample six, sample six, there's, uh, there's traditional bourbon, there's rye, there's some Armagnac, there's some cognac slash brandy, and there's also some rum. And uh, my personal favorite, I think I said this last time I was on uh, the show, I'm a big fan of Irish whiskey. So mm-hmm. I put a set of Irish whiskey samples in there as well, knowing that Swan had been going through Irish and gave him some pretty good samples and he just hasn't had them yet, you know? Wait, I, I wanted to save this for when we could have you on the show again too and so yes i know that they've been sitting around but i wanted i wanted to make content with them it felt like they needed to be you know talked about on the podcast or or on a live stream or what have you so no i'm on board man this is this is great yeah i'm super excited to get into these so we're starting out with the bourbons course i figure that's only appropriate uh so it's six blind samples i've already poured glass a and i know i sound stopped up but i'm i'm still tasting and smelling great so i'm 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 feeling like i'm in the best shape of my bourbon tasted life at the moment so i mean i'll have to trust your opinion on that one i don't know that this is the uh was the it's the big blind bear Bake off. What was the thing that you went to with it's bourbon night? Oh, the big um the big blind bourbon tasting competition or something. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Way back in 2018, before I knew what I was talking about. Oh now I could probably crush it. I could probably do pretty well. But back then I was like a fish flopping around on a deck after being caught by a lazy fisherman. So anyway. Let's uh, let's check out glass A or number one. <laughs> it's it's labeled with numbers, Perry. Get it together. So this is B number one. Perfect. So I'm not going to give you any hints. All I ask from you is give me um, give me your general feelings. I don't I don't care about tasting notes or anything crazy. Just do you like it? Do you, do you hate it? If there's anything you do like, what do you like about it? Right. And if at all, try and give me a proof point. I can rough, do that. Rough. Okay. I can do that. Yeah. You've been, cr- you've been crushing it in this, uh, this competition uh, in, stuff. In that though. So yeah. yeah. And I think when this episode comes out, my semifinals battle is going to be this week. So, and I've got to go up against Kyle from Birdman Blind. So Ooh. Kyle's, have you seen uh, Kyle's new, uh, studio slash, uh, I'll say collector hut. Yeah, it's sick. Insane. <laughs> it's yeah. so cool. He and uh, he and it's Bourbon Night are just killing it with their their displays. Everybody really is, and I'm in my garage <laughs> with a very crowded bar. But that is what it is. It's fine. It's fine. It's all fine. Anyway, this is a really weird nose. Like so I w- I was not prepared for this. Like. Oh, it's like cherry cough syrup note Ooh. on the nose. Okay. So if you had to rank it like uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, sideways, kind of like the bourbon pursuit, sorry, uh, ranking system, 
what, what would you give it? You know, do you love it? Do you I hate don't, it? I don't like the nose so far. Um, I mean, just kind of straight up. I, I, it's not really got anything about it that screams bourbon first off. And it, it just, I don't know. It's really one note. There's like, there's like a potpourri bright note towards the back end of the nose as well that I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of. I gotta be honest with you. It's very perfumey. Eau, Eau de Bourbon. Ooh, interesting. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Except not Eau de Bourbon because you know, it doesn't, I don't think it really smells too much like bourbon, but anyway, I'm going to try it now. The palate's better than the nose is. I would say I'm still <laughs> getting that, like a little bit of that cherry cough syrup note um, that I was picking up on the nose. Not as much though. It's kind of settled into some fruitier flavors. Oh man. I don't even, I, I'm having a hard time placing proof on this one though, because it drinks pretty hot, but it doesn't, I don't know, but it's just kind of all heat. Like it's not, it's not the, like the robustness of a higher proof product. Um, so I don't have the sample in front of me right now, but I, I do agree with you. I think this drink's hotter than something like a stag junior, which has depth and character. Yeah. I think this is just a little too much heat. Yeah. I think this almost drinks like an off antique one Oh seven pick. Honestly. Um, I'm a, I'm going to, cause I, I do, I do find that it's pretty, it seems like it's in that one Oh seven range too, maybe one ten. So I'm going to, I'm going to stick with one Oh seven as the, uh, as the proof on that. But, and that was only after one sip too. I haven't even had a second one yet, but um, part of me does kind of feel like it might be finished, but again, I also feel like it could just be an off antique one Oh seven pick. Cause was it, was it 2017 or was it 2018 where like nobody had good antique picks? That's like a good e question. I've got a bunch from like 17 and 18 off. that I enjoyed, but those are Nashville picks. So it could be different from uh, back and forth. It could be. It just, I, I, I feel like I remember there was a year or like a six month period or whatever where nobody was able to get a good antique 107 barrel. Um, I think I actually remember John and Zeke talking about it too around that time. I think towards the end of 2018, they had done an episode where they were talking about how everything had been super off for antique barrels. Um, that Maybe year. it skipped a year. Right. Maybe that's why our Weller foolproof we did was uh, subpar, you know? Can we actually talk about this now on the podcast? Hey, if you want to, sure. So I, I alluded to this a few weeks ago. And you called me out after the fact and were like, don't subtweet me on your podcast, Perry, about a barrel pick that came off bad. And you, so you, you had this full Weller foolproof pick and you guys, I mean, you chose it. You had to have liked it when you were at the distillery and it got to you and it was wrong or bad and or bad. So, all right. I think I've mentioned this before, but I'll give you the quick uh, 30 second elevator pitch. <laughs> we won the barrel opportunity back in 2019 and we were scheduled for April, 2020 for the pick. Obviously COVID happened. So that got pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. We finally get there in September of 2020 
There are, I think, six or seven of us on the barrel pick. It was a little limited because of COVID. We could not thief from the barrels. Everything was already poured into sample glasses for us at Buffalo Trace. And I have to say that uh, Susanna was absolutely fantastic, as well as the other person. Yep. It's definitely not their fault. And as a matter of fact, we had Freddie on the tour, which was oh, that's tremendous. Yeah. He was awesome. Like Above and beyond on this one, he was really cool. And he actually joined us on the barrel pick. So wow. I thought that was interesting. That's Pretty cool, so cool, right? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, long story short, we picked a barrel that we all kind of liked. Um, kind of, you know, head and, heads and tails, A and B, whatever. But we settled on one. As a matter of fact, Freddie liked it too. We were going to nickname it Freddie's Barrel, but, you know, I'm like, I get in trouble with that one. <laughs> so it was supposed to be – we picked it in September. It was supposed to be bottled in, like, November, early December, and maybe we get it December or January. Not a big deal. 90 days or whatever. Time goes by. We get an email that says because of COVID, it's getting, it got bumped back. And then never heard anything for like a month. So out, they were ran out of bottles. Then we got pushed to the back of the bottling line um, in the queue. Finally gets bottled in, I think, late February. We get the barrel in late March, early April here in Nashville. And we take it to one of our buddies' houses, open the first bottle, and it is gross. It is not what we picked. We, we, like, we have tasting notes, but because of COVID, we weren't allowed to take a sample bottle home to compare with. Yeah. So the first bottle we popped was sour, bitter, and like overly oaky, almost like you had like a 20-year uh, bourbon. It's you know super odd, off profile. Yeah, yeah. And just to make sure that maybe maybe it was us, maybe we had a rough day or whatever, we opened a batched Weller foolproof to compare against, and that batched product blew it away. Wow. Okay. Well, well, batches typically are very on brand, on profile. So let's open a single barrel. We opened another single barrel from another pick, and that one blew us away. So I'm like, oh crap. <laughs> reached out to Buffalo Trace, reached out to Sazerac, and as of literally two weeks ago, we finally got everything resolved um, three and a half months later. So, Jeez. yeah. Long story short, I think that the barrel sat in a cold warehouse all winter, and I think it got over-oaked. And mm. they've definitely stepped up and said, yes, it is off-profile. Send it back. Let's get you a new barrel pick. So that's wow. where we're at. So are you going to be able to actually repick or are they just sending you a better barrel? No, um, I think we're going to repick the barrel at a later date. Um, cool. I think because of the limited allocations, I don't know where, when they'll squeeze us in. I haven't heard that back yet, but long story short, uh, we are excited to pick another barrel. It's kind of tempted to pick a 107 or maybe even a special reserve at this point because that foolproof was not great. Yeah, And I've kind of heard that the foolproofs in general are a step below the 107 picks of yesterday, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you could just do single barrel. Well, or single barrel. That is true. That's <laughs> 94 proof, though. But hey, we'd have the first uh, private single barrel, single barrel in Nashville. That's, that's something. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Gotta be thinking. Don't charge Always. twice as much. Make that money. <laughs> buy another barrel. Nah, sell that kidding. one for four times as much. Yes. Buy out Kenneth Copeland at his church for some reason. <laughs> just buy a liquor barn. Oh, wait. They just got bought out. 
Oh, no, you can't do that now. We'll talk about the news later. How about that? Uh, we'll talk about the news on another episode, maybe. All right, so I have moved on to sample number two. Okay, that's that smells more like bourbon than sample, <laughs> sample one. I probably, I probably should have asked, do you want me to identify what they are uh, as you finish the sample, or do you want to know at the end? I'll know. I, I, I'm fine waiting until the end. Okay, sounds good. Because I mean, that's that's how I've been doing it with Matt Madness, and I I figure if nothing else, I'm at least confident through all six of them, as opposed to being confident on one and then second guessing myself the entire time. <laughs> fair, fair. So, so I'm gonna yeah, let's wait until the end. But this definitely smells more like bourbon, but it is also. Yet again, a little off. <laughs> I don't know what you did to me on this on this flight here, Adam. But now you say it smells off, but is that not bourbon off, or is it finished off, or is it a different spirit off? What do you mean? Like this could actually not be bourbon? I promise you, they are all bourbon okay. whiskeys. <laughs> now, if you want to get Wade Woodard about it, maybe there's some finished stuff in here. Maybe one of them is an American whiskey, but it's all bourbon-ish. Okay, that's fine. Um, I it smells more finished okay. um, than the the first one might have. It's really like barbecue saucy. Ooh, that's a good note. Yeah, I okay, don't normally so it, get barbecue sauce or barbecue in general on bourbons, but people talk about them all the time. So now I know. I've only had that one time. It was a wilderness trail bourbon and it was straight up like KC masterpiece barbecue sauce. Weird as all get out. Um, and I don't get that note very often either. If this is finished and you, if you think it is finished, what kind of finish is it? Is it a wine finish? Is it a rum finish? How nerdy do you want to go? I feel like it could be wine finished. I feel it could also be Armagnac finished. Because it is, it, it does have that like tanginess that a wine finished bourbon can get. Um, but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be entirely surprised if this were an Armagnac finished product. However, that maybe it's just uh, the, you know, suggestive side of my brain. Though when you said rum, I was like, oh, maybe it could be rum. There's a little raisin note in there that I also get, um, especially on the finish. But I cannot uh, wait to share the tasting notes of this product with you when you get done. <laughs> in a good way or a bad way? Like I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it. That's fine. That's fine. Um, you are better than you think you are. <laughs> oh, fantastic! Um, I I also don't think it's super high proof. I don't think it's much higher than like 95 or 100. I'm going to split the difference and say 97. Overall, it's it's pretty good. Um that that barbecue note is a little bit off point off putting at first. I mean, not in a bad way, but I just like wasn't expecting it. So, um I mean, it it's it's a pretty solid product, I would say. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Would you buy it? Th- I'm going to give a thumbs up. I would probably buy a bottle of this. Um, I don't know if I would drink it regularly, but I would definitely take it out to show people 
a unique different side of of products so perfect i like that that's a good uh it's a good bottle characteristic to share with people if you mm-hmm. it's not a daily drinker if it's not something super special like uh, the antique collection get something finished get something weird and share it yeah for sure i'm gonna i i'm gonna let that sit for a bit um because i do kind of want to come back to it but i'm gonna go ahead and pour some of number three how am i doing so far <laughs> aside from fant- my t- fantastic actually <laughs> like i don't want to spoil it but I mean, I think you had you have something going here, and I think you're going to do pretty good at that uh, cocaine bear blind off or whatever it's called. Ah, <laughs> uh, the story of cocaine bear, which is a real thing in in Kentucky for anybody who doesn't know. Um, and I will say, one of my favorite podcasts of all time, Do Go On, did a fantastic episode. Uh, it, it was it's a report about cocaine bear. And uh, they're in Australia. If they ever make it to the United States for a tour, if they ever make it to Kentucky, uh, we are definitely taking them to Cocaine Bear and doing a shot (laughs) with Cocaine Bear. (laughs) I wouldn't shoot. I wouldn't shoot it though. I'd sip it like a gentleman. There you go. Like a real gentleman. I'm a real solid gentleman, Adam. (laughs) Doesn't that sound like I just got a big old snot bubble? It sure does. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you send in the tasting notes to everybody in the <laughs> yeah in the group we, chat. Little group chat here. Don't hey, look away. Okay, you're not, you're not supposed to be cheating. I'm not. So this is sample three. Is that correct? This is, this is sample three. This one also smells very fruity. I'm picking up like an, like an apple juice note. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> After all that, I'd say one thing that's slightly different. You're like, I don't know about mm. this guy anymore. Apple <laughs> juice? <laughs> Did you mix up your child's drink? Uh, she's not. No, that's, that's way too dark for, for apple juice. That's some it's, special apple juice right there. It's uncut, unfiltered apple juice. My pappy gave me some apple juice. Came from a jug that had three big old X's on it. Ooh, triple X. He said, here, boy, drink this. Except he ain't got no teeth, and I can't understand a word he says. It's <laughs> <laughs> too close to my actual grandfather. <laughs> real, real talk, uh, I, I remember as a, as a kid going and visiting him one time with my dad. It's my dad's side. And uh, he offered me this mason jar and i'm like oh cool what is this uh, it looks like water sure nope 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 it was <laughs> very flavored corn whiskey and it was hot <laughs> that's the purest alcohol i've ever had uh i'll save my half of this real talk until we're done i don't want to get anybody in trouble so <laughs> perfect my grandfather has passed away so that's perfectly legal now this, this person has a, not. This person has not. So this was this was a joke for all legal purposes. <laughs> Adult swim. Three's got me a little stumped. It is. Want- it is crisp. I mean, like it. It does. And when I say, I think that's that's kind of what I'm when I'm trying to describe it. And I'm saying something like apple juice, and it's probably more like apple cider. Um, it's just got a real crispness to it. 
um, kind of like apple cider or biting into an apple for the first time. Um, the nose is kind of throwing me for a loop a little bit. I'm not getting anything super distinct. If you had to guess, just based on the nose, um, is this like a spicy bourbon? Is it a finished bourbon? I think it's a more mellow bourbon, honestly. Okay. Have you had a sip of it yet? Yeah. I'm going to go back for it again, though. Kind of reminds me of Heaven Hill. I can see this being a Heaven Hill product. Um, I don't think it's super high proof again. I'm still going to, I'm going to ballpark most of my proof guesses just because that's, you know, probably for the, for the best. Um, I'm going to say 95. Okay. This is I, number three, right? Yes. Okay. I don't think that it's crazy old either. I mean, I, I could, I wouldn't be surprised if this is like six to eight years old, honestly. I mean, for me, not, that's it, crazy old these days. Well, Most I mean, that is, that is true. That is off true. the shelf for like barely four or five. You know, yeah. we've been doing side note. We've been I think, aiming for our 12th single barrel this year. And the large majority of our single barrels or what's available out there, they're all under six years. Yeah. So seven, eight is beautiful these days. I, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with that. I'm just, when, when we're talking about, you know, older bourbon um, or more hyper, I guess, hyper oaky bourbons, um, you know, you get something that is just, it just more in your face with it, I guess. So I, I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's got too much age on it. Um, but I don't dislike it. I think it's a little light. I think it'd be a good starting pour for your evening. Right out the gate, get the motor running. That is interesting. Okay, cool. Well, interesting. I think the wheels kind of fell off on number three there. <laughs> I, you'd be surprised. Okay. All right, man. All right, pour number four. And Swan, yes, I promise you, I am saving enough for you to drink all of these. See? At once. At one time. <laughs> all of them blended together at once. In like one a, glass. Like in one glass, it's a big peri pour. <laughs> it's like a suicide. Yourself. Oh, yeah. You're going to hate yourself very quickly. Might as well just drink Malort. <laughs> Shout out to my friend Ethan, who is uh, from, I think, really from Indiana, but he likes Chicago, loves Malort, which I don't know what's wrong with him. I, I don't <laughs> think he's a, I don't think, maybe, you know what, maybe that's why our Weller barrel sucks. I think he picked that barrel. It was his he was, barrel. He was drinking Malort beforehand. Yeah. And uh, his, he, he his just loves Malort. <laughs> Donnie likes Malort too. Donnie's broken. <laughs> I mean, just the short answer, Donnie's broken. Oh, we have fun here. I've been to Elixir with uh, Donnie <laughs> and Diana, and I can I can promise you Donnie's palate is questionable at best. 
I think Tarak had a, I want to say it was a scotch, maybe a peated scotch finished rum or something along those lines that I would just rather drink trash water than drink this stuff. It was that bad. And Donnie was like, hmm, tastes great. <laughs> no, dog. Mm-mm. Nope. Did you just do a Donnie impression in there too? Maybe a little bit. I think I heard it. Donnie, we love you, buddy. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Sample number four. Oh, hello. Smells like snickerdoodle cookies. Getting a little bit of raisin on this one, too. I wouldn't be surprised if this turns into a into being a finished bourbon. I think this is the highest proof of everything that I've had so far. Comparing sample three to sample four, mm-hmm. are they similar? Are they different? Um, this is not a leading question. I'm not trying to trick you. Just curious. I think they're pretty different. I still, <clears throat> I still think that number three is the lowest proof that I have had so far. I don't think that they're completely different, but I do think that they're different enough between the two. Um, If that makes sense. Am I talking nonsense now? I think I'm talking nonsense now. I think you're just trying to hedge your bet, you know? I think so too. I think you just got to make a decision. Is it good? Is it bad? Does it suck? If it sucks, how bad does it suck? Like, is it trash? Is it, is it great? And again, we're on sample four, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow, I think this is the youngest one that I've had all night, too. Interesting. Um, <clears throat> yeah, there's a... It seems like it's got a pretty high malt content. It also seems to be fairly corny. I don't know if the corn that I'm picking up is for a lack of age or just... Maybe it's a weeded bourbon. Um, yeah, I would I would bet that this is the the youngest out of the the four that I've had so far. I think that this is another. This one's tripping me up with proof just a little bit. Um, I think I think this could easily be a hundred. It could easily be a hundred and ten though, because there's. There's plenty of like alcohol bite on the palate, but the finish is pretty long. So it's got a good balance there. Um, and I think the proof, if what I'm, if what I'm postulating is correct, the proof is doing a lot of the legwork for the lack of age. So interesting. Could be, could be. So I'm going to, I'm going to safely sit at 110. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if I was wildly off on that one, though. Wouldn't be surprised at all. So I like this one, though. I I think this is not my favorite that I've had so far, but I still like it quite a bit. Um, 
I could see myself again, breaking this out and showing people, you know, if again, if this is a younger product, showing them what that can do or how that can hold up or how, how it can stand up to some older products with maybe less proof points and show them how balance is important. So that's a good, uh, that's a good place to end on, on that one. Now I'm talking out of my butt. So <laughs> let's move, let's move on to sample five, shall we? Sure. I am really excited to find out what all of these are. I'm, I'm excited for you to find out how close or far away uh, <laughs> from what they were. How I, I'm, I'm going to be surprised no matter what. Cause like <clears throat> some of them I've been fairly confident on others. It's been like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I put in some tricky ones here just to kind of mess with you a little bit, but um, you know, they're not bad. There's nothing gross in here. They're all decent, you know, yeah. bourbon or American whiskeys. So yeah, I, I think you're sure. good. And I think you're, you're doing again, better than you think you are. Oh, number five is really good. That is a great nose. I I dig that a lot. Oh, it's like brown sugar and toasted marshmallow. Oh my goodness. Little bit of like of of berries on the back of the nose as well. It's kind of tucked away under some of the um so some of the, the darker notes that seem to be taking it over. Out of the set of six samples that you have, this was my personal favorite. And uh, this I can is see why <laughs> it's an extremely limited edition bottling. Not to, not to oh, give it away snap. too much. Okay. It's uh it is very good. And I wish I would have bought more than the one bottle I have. <laughs> and I'm is excited for you to find out what this is. Is it Booker's 30th? <laughs> I wish. It I don't does. even have a Booker's 30th, man. I, <laughs> I I found a good deal on a Booker's 30th like two years ago. Uh-huh. And speaking of Donnie, Donnie wanted to surprise Diana for her birthday. It was a big birthday. And That's right. Yeah, event. I remember. And so I was like, all right, I'm a good person here. Maybe I'll get some karma in the afterlife, you know. And so Donnie, uh, Donnie gave that to Diana and they're fabulous. So I passed on a Booker's 30th for friends, Perry. Back when it was actually affordable. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. Oh, hold up. That is tasty. That is really, really tasty. Oh, man, it almost tastes like it's almost got like a carrot cake thing going on as well. I'm not a carrot cake fan, so I don't I don't have that tasting note in my uh, profile vocabulary. Tasting journal. I don't know. Whatever. Your thesaurus. No, my my thesaurus (laughs) is, is a short little guy. So. Uh, no, I don't, I don't have that one. <laughs> You're just going to gloss right over that one? <laughs> the source? The source? T-Rex? Raptor? Uh, anyway, uh, I, I don't eat a lot of carrot cake. That's my mom's favorite cake, but 
I don't have that tasting note. I might have to go pick one up. Maybe it's glazed with marzipan. Mmm. No, it no. It's not marzipani. It's not almond butter. Actually, maybe there's a little bit of almond butter in there. I got, uh, you know, you keep going. <laughs> I don't want to say anything to affect Wait, you your, got, your. You got cookie choice. butter instead of almond butter? I do love cookie butter. And actually, I love cookie dough. <sighs> Side note chocolate chip cookie dough is the best ice cream on the planet. Somebody actually went and did the smart thing and made edible cookie dough without, I guess, yes, the raw eggs did. that yeah, makes you did. sick. Yeah, and it's did. fantastic. Yeah. Um, proof on this one, I think is, I think this is the highest proof out of everything so far. It plays a little coy, plays a little deceptive, but I think that this is once, this is when it's really starting to take off. I think this is starting to get into the one teens. Um, I'm going to say 115 on this. It could easily be 110, I think, as well. But I'm sticking with my gut. I think 115 is a pretty good spot for it. I don't think it's finished. I think it's just, if it's a single barrel, it was just the the one barrel that it came out of. Um, if it's a blend, I don't think that it was finished in anything else. Um, it doesn't, it definitely doesn't smell like it's double oaked. So, or taste for that matter. So that one's great. That is easily my favorite out of the, the five that I've had so far. That's a really good bottle. Trust me. I believe you. I fully believe you on that one. And now for the sixth one, I didn't have a good lead up for that. Let me try the run up again on it. And now for the final bottle pour thing. It's number six, y'all. This one's interesting as well. This is okay. uh, this is a, I'll say divisive uh, bottle. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But uh, it's it's won many awards. I'm just going to go ahead and say it's George Dickel bottom of bond. <laughs> I no. haven't even smelled it or anything. No, no, no. It's not, <laughs> it's not that kind of divisive. Uh, all right. But, you know, some people say, like, I don't want to pay that much for a bottle or I don't mm. think it's worth that much. Okay. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I love that face you're making. Huh? <laughs> huh? Pardon? <laughs> Give me a note. What do you what do you get? Anything? Thumbs up, thumbs down, good, bad. Eh? Party rocking tonight. Not in this house. Yeah. But everybody's just gonna have a good time. Well, it's eight twelve. It's past my bedtime at this point. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. I I'm kind of torn on this nose. Like, do you think it's a? I'll give you. It is a bourbon. I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah. Do you think this is a? Uh, let's say like a rye bourbon, a weeded bourbon. Can you get any of those notes at all? I don't think, uh, dang it. Pull it together, cocaine bear. You can do this. <laughs> I've gone from lovable pear bear 
to cocaine bear. That's good. That's exciting. And it's a fun time for me. Could be worse. Could be. Yeah. I once again think that it has a pretty high malt content. I guess that kind kind of depends on what you consider high malt. Like for me, I think high malt is like Chattanooga, where it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. very malty. Yeah, I I think well, I just think that the malt is pronounced sure. on this one um quite a bit. I think it's a rye bourbon. I think it's 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 being very deceptive, I feel like. I haven't tasted it yet either. So maybe is my thoughts anything, will change. Is there anything off-putting on the nose? Yeah, there was something like, it smells like lipstick. Like old lipstick tubes. I'm sorry, Grandma. I also don't have <laughs> that flavor in my profile or my, uh, my palate, as it were. I can't tell you what lipstick smells or tastes like. <laughs> I was an but adventurous I, child. Sounds like it. <laughs> the pear bear knows a good cougar, I guess. <laughs> That's not what I meant at all. Oh, oh, so sorry. Sorry. Not even close to what I meant, but just you took it there. I think you're honing in on maybe like a waxy note. Yeah, is that's like exactly a, what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do get that on this one as well. Yeah. I... Yeah, if, okay, I want to say something, too. Based on your comments, if this is an LE product, I would be upset if that is the first thing I smelled out of the, out of the bottle. That's a, perf- that's a perfectly fair judgment, too. Yeah. You know? And again, <laughs> limited edition doesn't mean limited good or you know, it, it doesn't mean it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It just means that it's limited. A single barrel is extremely limited. So the waxy note that I get on some of these um, some of these older bourbons, I relate to those. They're called nickel nips. They're the little wax bottles with juice inside that I yeah. get at Cracker Barrel. Yeah, that's the waxy note that I can find sometimes. Yeah, I, I find it in some older bourbon. When you say older, do you mean like dusty? Do you mean? Yes, yeah, um, like sometimes okay. it's like you know twelve year old bourbon, not like a Weller twelve because obviously that's a little sweeter, but yeah. like twelve, fifteen year bourbon. Sometimes I'll get a waxy note, um, especially the dusties. Like there's that dusty uh, funk that we all kind of think it's like you know it's the lead in the pipes or it's the cypress tanks or whatever. There's a little bit of a waxy kind of um, antique store vibe. Yeah, absolutely. I will say I don't hate the palate. I think the palate is actually. Uh, it's it's kind of redeeming almost for its uh, for what I, I didn't like about it on the nose. The more that I smelled it, the better it got. Um, I think that's just a product of it sitting open in my glass for a few minutes. Um, I kind of I got I got over that that waxy lipstick tube note. Lipstick <laughs> tube is such an awful phrase, um, but it's um. It's not bad. I, I still think five is my favorite. I think, uh, I, I don't know if I can rank all of these um, based on tasting them so quickly. Um, but I, I, I like it. I think it drinks really well, actually. Yeah. Um, well, if you had to guess a proof point on number six, what would you, what would you assume? Uh, I think this is one of those older bourbons with a lower proof point. I... Uh, I'm going to say 
I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stay safe. I'm gonna say ninety. That is a good guess, but okay. I guess we'll find out. We will find out. So, um, this one, I, I've felt. I mean, not like immense pressure or anything with Matt Madness, um, but I've been very deliberate with everything. Um, you know, with my, my, my training training um and just you know once it actually got to the the competition you know just kind of being stressed out about it and and being just full force you know really honed in and serious too at the same time uh but this was like a nice kind of uh shift away from that um so that i can you know work those muscles a little bit uh, without really having to, you know, compete or, you know, I guess get scored or anything. Um, but I will say it was nice having these kind of uh, specific questions to, to look at as I was tasting through everything, though. So I'm going to turn it over to you now so I can find out how bad I screwed up on all these. But I'm, I'm excited to find out what these bottles are. So you're not being scored by any means, but you are being judged. And I'm very judgy. I know you are. I've met you. Oh, that's rough. Okay. All right. (laughs) Speak your truth. All right. Let's go through these one by one. All right. Let's do it. So sample number one, you told me that it was uh, drank a little hot. It tasted a little off. It wasn't a traditional bourbon for you, but it was okay. A little floral, I think you said. Mm -hmm. I I think that's right. So uh, sample number one was a barrel bourbon, 18-year Kentucky whiskey. Whoa. Wow. This was a single barrel for the Nashville market, roughly 116 proof, which so you nailed that. Okay. And again, 18 years old, but it's not a bourbon. It was a whiskey used barrels. So I think you nailed that pretty spot on a little off profile because it didn't have some of those darker notes but yeah yeah um, absolutely it, it drank hot absolutely and it was kind of floral yeah um it and i i love the stuff that barrel puts out um truth be told though i wasn't a big fan of seagrass but that's a different conversation for a different time um but i i don't know this one kind of missed the mark for me you know i didn't it's not that i didn't enjoy drinking it but I was just kind of like, all right, let's let's move on. You know what I mean? So totally agree. I took a flyer on this bottle and at a hundred bucks, I think it's a hard pass for me again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's one of those where, oh, okay, you think age is the best thing about a whiskey. Let's put age up there and see. No, it's not. Age definitely helps. It's better than a two year, but uh, yeah, age isn't everything. Yeah. All right, moving on to sample two. Sample two. You told me that this was a little, as a matter of fact, I, I shared those tasting notes you gave me in another group, little group chat here. You told me that it had some raisiny notes, I believe. Uh-huh. You told me that it gave you some barbecue vibes. It, yes, I did. And I think you may have said, what's another note you said? You thought it was maybe wine finish, but then you kind of thought rum finish a little bit. Also, um, maybe Armagnac. Maybe Armagnac. You know, you're, again, you are on point tonight. This was the 2019 Bell Mead Cask Collection Morvedra finish, which is a wine. Oh, snap. Okay. Pretty close. Sweet. 
you told me that the proof was a little lower. I think you said maybe around 100 or sub 100. Yeah. It was 101.6. <laughs> Pretty good. Sick. I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. And so I, while you were talking, I Googled uh, Morvedra tasting notes. So this particular um, smoky red wine found in central Spain and southern France has tasting notes of blackberry. You said raisin, but that's pretty close. Yeah. Also kind of a weird, you know, purplish fruit. Uh-huh. Black pepper, roasted meat, tobacco, and cocoa. So you were right there, man. You said barbecue. Heck yeah, Roasted dude. meat. I take it. Yeah. I'll take it. That's, you know, I'm, I'm proud of you on that one. That one took... That was a stretch for me, man. I probably could have got wine finish, but you said barbecue smoked meats, and I'm like, oh, damn. <laughs> I'll take it. I've got, a, I've got a palate at least. I mean, I guess I do. I don't know. So fun fact on this one real quick. This was the, I think this was the 2019 release uh, from Bell Mead. It was their Craftsman Cast Collection 11-year-old MGP, 21% rye bourbon, rested in a single Morvedra wine cask, for I want to say it was like almost six months, something crazy. Wow. Okay. So definitely wine finished, and you picked Dang. up on that. So that was good yeah. job. Awesome. Yeah. Sample three. Uh oh. Sample three. You said, and if anybody's listening to this, please feel free to rewind. You said that this one was a low proofer, kind of weird, soft. I think you may have said yeah mellowed or subtle or something like yeah. that yeah but i, I sh- i'm gonna say this i shit you not you said uncut unfiltered when you first tried this and that is exactly what this is this is smoke wagon uncut unfiltered batch i believe it is um i actually don't have batch numbers on this one but uh it's 56.04 percent abv so 112 was I, I think that what I say on the proof on that one? You said this was a lower proof. This you did miss a little on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But this one was a blend, and I think you actually said this one tasted a little younger, maybe. Yeah. Um, this one was a blend of barrels by um Smoke Wagon, obviously. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but it, I think it had some four-year, some five-year, and maybe eight-year blended together. So I wasn't too far off on that. You really weren't that truth, far off. Truth be told. Now, personally, I I got a little more heat on this one than than you did, but that sample's yeah. been in there for quite a while. So that is who true. Knows? That is who true. Knows? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be very honest for a second. Um, I don't, I don't fully get the hype with Smoke Wagon. I really don't. Um, everything I've had has been solid, but there's not been anything that I've had so far that makes me think I need to get a bottle of this. You're going to want, you're going to want to edit and cut out what you just said, (laughs) but don't cut this out. This is, this is good. It's a good content right here. (laughs) This is where you insert foot in mouth. Oh no. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. We'll get there. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) All right. Moving on. Sample four. You said had the highest proof so far, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe you had some some decent things to say about it. But overall, you know, it's a good bourbon, a little hotter proof, but solid. Would you agree? I would agree. Yes. Sample four was smoke wagon, <laughs> uncut, unfiltered, 
56.34% ABV. Jeez Louise, man. And it was literally back-to-back with the other one as far as batches go. These were the two first batches that landed in Nashville. Okay. So these were two, the same blend style, same barrel age, I believe. But personally, I think I agree with you. I think uh, sample four for you or the 56.34% ABV, I think that was the better of the two uncut blends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's still, man. It's solid. It is solid. solid. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Um, All right. But (laughs) compared to sample three, that's why I asked you, you know, how do you think three and four compare? They're the, like, they were made on the same weekend. Like one was made on Friday, one was made on Saturday. But they don't, they don't read like the same company or the same NDP. Yeah, you know, I, I, you also. I, I think you said this may have been. Um, you said that maybe this was high malt or something like that on one of these smoke wagons, and uh, I was like, mm, I think this is just the high rye MGP. So this is like sixty percent corn, thirty six percent rye, and whatever the remainder four percent of. Yeah, right. Early. But close, yeah, close enough. Yeah, yeah. All right, make me eat my words, Adam. <laughs> Sample number five, <laughs> which you said was your favorite of the day. I did. I did. Correct me if I'm wrong. Nope. That is correct. Sample number five was a smoke wagon <laughs> single barrel. Oh, snap. Was, okay. Yeah. Wow. So this was a uh, this was a one-off single barrel, eight years old, MGP high rye bourbon for a, a group that I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'll give a shout out to a couple of the guys, um, Brian, Ford, Nate. They put this thing together. It's a fantastic bottle. Yeah. By far my favorite smoke wagon that I've ever had. I agree. And uh, I really, really regret not buying more of these, but I just didn't know. I had never had it before. Yeah. And it's like a big purchase. These single barrels at the time were like 120, 125. So that's a big ask for a random bottle. But it, yeah, it is fantastic. It is. It is really, really good. I, <laughs> I still don't know if I'm fully convinced that I would buy a bottle of it. Um, that's just, that's just me. Um, but I, I do think that this is far and away the best smoke wagon I've ever had. I'll agree with you there too. I yep. think that uh, a smoke wagon in general, an MGP uh, distillate in general is kind of hit and miss. Like a lot of guys think it's all the same, but there were some specific runs that were fantastic. Yeah. Some of the newer stuff is kind of hit or miss. Once they realize that they had to start pumping the stuff out, it's okay. Um, But you know, if you can find an older, you know, six, eight, 10 year old single barrel, fantastic. Absolutely try it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But again, if, if you're not a fan of MGP, skip it. Yeah, and and I've I've had plenty of MGP that I've liked. Um I but it's just I feel like those products are mostly gone. Um I don't really see myself buying too much or any MGP products in the future. Um unless something's just an absolute hitter, you know. Um but that being said, if you caught me on the right day, I would probably buy a bottle of this. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. there's there's a good chance of it. But all that being said, 
Um, what's number six? <laughs> All right. Sample number six. You said uh, it was roughly like 90 to 100 proof. Yeah. That was on point. This is bottled and bond. Oh, sick. Okay. Pretty good. Cool. You said that the nose had some weird off off notes, maybe a little high malty, a little something waxy. I think you said lipstick case. I did. I did. Like, I don't I don't know that I get it's that. It's fine. Note, just but. just move on from it. Pretend I never said anything. <laughs> <laughs> it is bottled and bond, which means it's at least four years. It's at least uh, it's hundred proof exactly. Um you actually nailed this earlier. Oh, was this it a Heaven is, Hill bottled and bond? No. This oh, okay. is George Dickel bottled and bond. Oh. <laughs> 13 year <laughs> this is the first batch they did uh, batch one that bottle right there yeah yeah that's sitting right next to me which is funny um but it's not something you reach for every day that's kind of the no if you put no. it in a blind like this with other you know good drinking interesting bourbons it does kind of blend in but if you are i'll say attuned to the uh, dickel flavor profile it's there. You may, you may love it. You may hate it. But if you're drinking other bourbons, you won't notice it. Or at Wait, least not as the much. One, is this the one that you said was divisive and I was just like, oh, it's Dickel Bottle and Bond? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There you go. I lied. So, I said, no, no, it's not Dickel. Yeah, 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 it yeah, it yeah, totally yeah. was. Yeah, and you know what's funny too, though? After you said that I was wrong, I looked at the bottle and I was like, oh, it's not bourbon. It's Tennessee whiskey. So joke's on you, I guess. Or jokes mostly on you. Me. It's also jokes bourbon. On- Joke's on me. Yeah, it is. But um, yeah, I haven't had that in a while. I don't, (laughs) I don't think this, this uh, whiskey, hmm, don't want to get in trouble, uh, is ever going to improve for me to the point where I want to drink it regularly. Um, I've had it. I mean, you saw, you saw my bottle. It's got about a third of it left, maybe a little bit more than that. Um, it's just it's never hit me right i've never been excited to drink it it's always been purely out of just interest or you know trying to see if um it's it's changed at all but it's just it's so weird and it's so off profile and and when i say off profile i mean like off profile for bourbons um and of course that's what my palate is attuned to um I, I just, I just don't like it that much. You know, I don't think that it's necessarily all that bad and I can understand why people like it. But for me, I just, I would rather drink a four year bottle of bond from heaven Hill at, you know, a fraction of the price for this one. So. I think you're, you're not wrong for sure. This is divisive. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But what I'll say is this, if you step back and take the label off of it, this is a fantastic whiskey in and of itself. Sure. It's 13 yeah. years old, you know, made very well, high quality distillate, um, a good price point. I think these were like 39 bucks. Something crazy. Uh, yeah, I think that's they were right. here at least in, in Nashville. Yeah. Um, so if, if you step back and think about it that way, this is a fantastic value, which is why I think it won whiskey of the year. And I think it was 2019. Mm-hmm. So it was, I think that's why it won is more of the value prospect 
if it was from Buffalo Trace, 13 years old, 100 proof, what would that go for? $300? Uh, Crazy money. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think that the label kind of mystifies a lot of things. A lot of people don't try things because of the label. And mm-hmm. I think that's what Nicole Austin at George Dickel or Tullahoma, uh, I think that's what she's doing down there at Cascade Hollow. Yeah, They just recently put out a an eight-year age-dated bourbon. That is a line extension, so it's going to be a permanent thing. Cool. And they're calling it bourbon. It's wow. not Tennessee okay. whiskey. That's different. Yeah. I got to try it's it then. Killer value. Awesome. She specifically came out and said that she wanted to add something to the product line that wasn't their normal, like Dickel 8 or Dickel 12 or the Tabasco or whatever. This right. was a solid bourbon line extension. And to get people drinking George Dickel again, to get over that, I'll call it a hurdle. Sure. Yeah. I, and I, I like I've said, I have wanted to like this bottle. I mean, I've given it just about every chance in the world. Even blind, I'm going, I don't know about it. So it's just not for me, man. I, you know, I'll be happy to try the later iterations of it as they start to roll out and trickle out. But, you know, I'm I'm a one and done on this guy right here. I'm right there. I'm right there with you, man. It's not my thing either. I think it's interesting. I'll have a pour with somebody to kind of experience it with them. Yeah. Um, but to, to tell you the truth, man, I gave this to my brother-in-law blind with a Weller 12 blind, and he picked Dickel 13 over Weller 12. Wow. So it just goes to show you that not everybody has a good palate, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what this entire thing has just been a setup for, is for you to air your grievances and to yes. take, take shots at family members. You know what? That's what podcasts are for, right? So once we once we get to the Irish whiskey, then we're going to be talking about how your aunt gave you a weird look when you were seven. And uh, you've never been able to forget that. And some people have bad palates. <laughs> That's exactly right. You know, I'm, I'm part Irish, so I think it's in my heritage to just shit on people. So, no, no. Brother-in-law is, is, uh, is a good guy, good friend. Uh, shout out to Zach. Um, he's into bourbon. He's into whiskey. He's having a great time with it. A little bit of a tater, but we all are. So yeah. it's all good. All yeah. nothing but love. Sure, man. For sure. All righty. Well, uh, that's the first round of the Terry. What are we going to call this? The blind Terry invitational. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's, I can see that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to give you a big head or anything. Um, yeah, so we're going to be doing this basically once a month until all these samples have been uh, been had. Uh, so next month, should what should we do? Should we do the rise or should we go crazy and try some try something not whiskey? Ooh, well, you know what? Let's plan for rye, but you know maybe you're feeling frisky. Maybe you want some rum. Maybe it's sure. uh, I'm trying to think what's July's anything. You know what? Let's do, let's do rum. I think rum is an interesting yeah. summertime drink. So, and tell you what, there's some fantastic rum in this list. So, looking forward to that one. I may, I may uh, imbibe with you, actually. <laughs> I think you should. I think yeah. you should. Well, what about tips and bits? Do you have anything to recommend to people? I do, as always. Yeah. So, it's not always bourbon related, tips and bits, but sometimes can be. But I don't know what you got. So, what is it? Tell you what, there's a there's a fantastic show 
on Disney kids. It's called Puppy Dog Pals. And that's what I've been watching nonstop for like the past. Is this pet. really happening? Are this you really, really doing happening? This? Yeah. As a father, <laughs> post Father's Day, trust me when I say no. Um, no, it's a uh, lots of good stuff out there. Um, I actually watched. Uh, there's a new thing on Disney Plus called Raya and the Dragon. I actually enjoyed oh, it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was good. I'm I'm looking for. I haven't seen that one yet. I haven't seen Luca yet either. Um, yeah. But I'm I'm excited to check both of those out. Uh, the Cruella movie too with Emma Stone is supposed to be fantastic. I'm really interested in checking that out. As a side note, after you watch that film, you should go watch, there's a YouTube, I forget who did it, uh, maybe Game Theory or maybe, uh, I don't know, one of the channels. I'll send it to you. They did a theory. One of the few channels on YouTube. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There's only a handful. (laughs) They did a theory like how much would it cost to take care of 101 (laughs) Dalmatians? And like oh. the numbers are staggering. Like you've got to have a million bucks a year just for food and water and somebody to take care of the dogs. And obviously you got to have space for a hundred dogs. So you got to have a castle and all this other stuff. Yeah. Interesting <laughs> watch. Uh, yeah, please, please send that my way. I'll, I'll talk about another. Um, I, it, it wasn't really a YouTube hole that I fell down um, this past week, but just kind of, Stumbled across it somehow. Paul Vischer, V-I-S-C-H-E-R, whom you might know as the guy who created VeggieTales, has a YouTube channel and he has his own podcast. Uh, It's called The Holy Spot, which sounds real bad. I know. You recoiled a little bit when I said that. Uh, I know. I know. I know. Such a bad name. People do not not think about branding. It's not a great name. It's not a great name. Um, But... He he has he's made a few produced videos for for YouTube as well, and I, I'm I'm throw, I'm I'm saying these because I found them really interesting. I'm not saying that I you know watch them out of a certain um, affiliation or party that I I might fall into. Um, but the first video that I watched was why do white Christians vote Republican and why do black Christians vote Democrat? And honestly, it taught me more in about 30 minutes than I remember from my actual civics classes in high school and college. Um, really, really fascinating watch and puts into perspective, I think, a lot of things that people are struggling with uh, with, uh, with with modern Christianity uh, in the United States. And it's not a, this is not the place to go down that that rabbit hole conversation. Um, but the, it's it's something that we've all kind of been dealing with over the past, you know, five to 10 years, really, 20, 20 years uh, in, in this country. And um, trying to rationalize people's actions and, and thoughts and beliefs and whatnot. And um, taking it from a, a very fact-based point of view and using that as kind of a jumping-off point for a conversation, it's really interesting. Um, and and I, I'm not trying to tell people to think one way or another. That's not what I'm about. 
I'm also not telling anybody that they have to agree with me after or before watching any of these videos um, that he's put out. But I would definitely encourage people to check it out. It's super interesting. I mean, he's very, he's very to the point with everything. Um, I'm hoping that he puts more videos out. Like I said, he's only had like four so far produced videos. <clears throat> I just can't get into another podcast right now. <laughs> I don't have, I don't have it in me to give that energy. Um, but I'm if also you like a, do your own podcast, like you I got do my own podcast. podcast yeah. and- I do my own podcast. I've now got a YouTube channel that I'm running. I've got a baby. I've got so many things. I got a lot of stuff. Okay. So just get off my back, everybody. Just leave me alone. Just like stop. I Googled, <laughs> I Googled this guy while you were, were giving me that speech. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited to watch the how Doritos gave us Donald Trump video. I haven't watched that yet. That um, sounds interesting. I'm I'm curious. I'm also curious. I, I'm nervous. Not, <laughs> not any affiliation, not trying to sway anybody's opinion, but the, the dude says that Doritos gave us Donald Trump. That's interesting. I don't know how. I don't know how, but I'm going to find it, out. Is it nacho cheese or cooler ranch? That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> I really don't want it to be Doritos. I mean, <laughs> Funyuns, sure, you can have Funyuns, but don't ruin my Doritos, don't ruin man. Doritos for me, yeah. At don't least, ruin I mean, that one perfect Cool Ranch Dorito that you find oh, in every bag that's loaded with all the seasoning. Super loaded, yes. Did, did did you catch last year when Doritos put out like their extra seasoned Cool Ranch, and then it just disappeared? Yeah. I was so mad. I wanted that to be how every Cool Ranch Doritos bag is. That's and how it, it was, should be. It was like a week, and then I never saw it again. And I don't know if it's the Walmart that's near us or the Kroger that just doesn't carry it anymore, but what a bummer when those just disappeared off the face of the earth. Do you remember um, uh, 3D Doritos? Yes, I just saw those, actually. They're back. Yeah, yeah they brought them back. Um, I don't remember. Th- so they came in a tube back when they were first out. I'm pretty sure they came in a like tube. a Pringles tube. Uh, similar, yeah. Okay. I think more like the um, the Lay's stacker chips. Gotcha. Um, but so they've changed those Cool Ranch though from being just Cool Ranch to a like spicy Cool Ranch, and it's not bad. But I wanted, I, w- I wanted my old my old 3D Doritos back. You know, I was a little bummed, but still great. A beggars can't be choosers, I guess. But anyway. Hot tip. Get your uh, 3D Doritos while they last. Yeah, I guess. no kidding. And if you have a good stash of the extra ranch, cool ranch Doritos, extra seasoning, whatever they're called, uh, hit me up. This is my bourbon shop at gmail.com or slide into the DMs on social media because I I'll inject those directly into my veins. Like I need those so bad so bad and on that note on that note that's another episode of this is my bourbon podcast down adam thank you so much for uh hanging out with me this week uh, as i said you will be back monthly uh, until these samples go the way of um uh pappy van winkle being on shelves i almost said the dodo oh, but i wanted to make cool. it more topical related to bourbon because you know it's a good bourbon yeah good topic Adam, where can people find you on social media? Please don't. (laughs) 
My, I got, I'm too busy. My life's too full. No, no. That's um, fine. Uh, bourbon group is called Nashville Bourbon Society. All one word on Instagram. That's the best place for bourbon related content. Follow us. Check us out. We got a lot of cool barrel picks coming up. Yeah, you do. We yeah. also have a uh, another collaboration pick coming up soon, hopefully. That's what you think. Fingers. Oh, all right. Well, fine. <laughs> Shoot. We can't talk about that yet. It's not, uh, it's not. Uh, I'm trying to get people hyped. We got to get them over to the Patreon. We may or may not have a couple bourbon picks in the, uh-huh. you know, in the not too distant future. Yeah. So yeah. One that one now, maybe one in the fall. If you liked yeah. Rifmas, or if you missed out on Rifmas, this is your opportunity to not make the same grievous mistake. So you get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash this is my bourbon podcast. Support the show. It's really good. Helps me out. Helps us out. Keeps the lights on. Keeps my baby fed. And you also get the chance to purchase some of our upcoming barrel picks. So that's my plug for the Patreon this week. I won't even, I won't even plug it again before I sign off. That's how, that's my, that's it. Not only do you have to not listen to me say it three times, I, I give you a little extra incentive that maybe you'll have a barrel pick soon. Anyway. If you want to follow me, I am at pritter1492 on all social media channels. I am also at my bourbon pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on the iTunes podcast app, or as we have recently discovered, on the Audible app uh, through Amazon, of course. You can leave a review there as well. And this one comes from our buddy, Patrick Starkey, who left us five stars, and he said, best bourbon pod around. The chemistry that the hosts have uh, show their true friendship and love for all things bourbon. Perry, the main host, is very genuine and isn't afraid to let his true self shine through the microphone, even if he gets stuck in a fit of laughter. Um, That is true. So, sorry I laugh. It is very cool to be a fly on the wall, so to speak, during their journey through the bourbon trail and beyond. This podcast is right up my ball house. So. Right up your ball house? Do you not know about that joke? I might have missed that one. Uh, We'll talk about it later. All right. Anyway, uh, thank you, Patrick, for leaving that. You can find all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com, including our skateboards, which uh, only one person has still bought, Extra Crispy Chad. Uh, you can send questions or comments to this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. Go live every Thursday night on YouTube, and the produced episodes go up every other week. Uh, YouTube.com slash this is my bourbon podcast on the road to 1,000. Hopefully, we will get there very soon. And uh, I'd say I wasn't going to plug Patreon, so I'm not going to do that. So we're just going to awkwardly end the podcast this week. Uh, Is that fine? Works for me. All right. 